0: Welcome to all about ours QPR's one and only official club podcast. I'm Simon Cheshire, and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Andy Sinton as we reflect on what's been a busy month for the Super Hoops, both on and off the field.
1: Since, how are we? Very good, Simon. Uh, a little bit of a cold, but uh, can't complain. Uh, yourself? All good. Very good. Excited for Christmas? Oh, I love Christmas. Uh, can't wait. Uh, then get the games over the Christmas period. But uh, yeah, lovely time of year for everybody.
0: Amazing. Straight away, we'll reflect. The last time we spoke was pre-the trip to Coventry City, which of course was the final game before the World Cup break. We've had that trip to Coventry completed. We've then had Burnley at home, Preston away. With the World Cup sandwiched in between, a lot has happened, hasn't it? (laughs) Never dull is it.
1: Never, never dull in uh, in football.
0: First of all, Coventry. It was a disappointing trip, wasn't it? In front of what was
1: a good away following. Yeah, it was a really disappointing uh, afternoon in terms of the performance and um, and obviously the result. I have to give Coventry credit. I thought you know there was on the day. I thought they were excellent. Um, you know, had a had a centre forward which. Um, probably as good as anything in the league on the day and yeah we 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 came out second best against a good side on the day. uh support we had um behind the goal up in the corner was absolutely magnificent again and i suppose they left very disappointed just like we did with what we had seen.
0: is is it a case of many teams have underestimated commentary a little bit this season? we saw
1: yeah yeah
0: yesterday they beat West Brom, again. yeah, 19 of that have been on good
1: form. Well. Yeah, you know, Coventry, they've, they've got a way of playing. I think um, Art Robins has done a really good job there. they play with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Uh, I thought the atmosphere inside the stadium was, was brilliant, so they've obviously got that going. I know they've had their issues um, as a club uh, with the stadium, etc. But, uh, now they were good on the day. To be fair, I thought they played well against us last year. Um, so, if you look at the league table, which sometimes... Can be a little bit misleading with one or two teams. I think Coventry, I know they've got a couple of games in hand because uh, losing, when I say losing, I mean not playing their first couple of home games because of the pitch. Uh, maybe they're one to watch in the in the second half of the season regarding pushing for the top six, but who
0: knows? Of course, this was the end of the previous management regime. We didn't know that at the time, but the World Cup came, distracted us away from Loftus Road <coughs> and of what was happening here in W12. England will go straight into the World Cup. It was disappointing in the end, wasn't it? In a tournament that promised so much.
1: Well, regarding the... Uh, if I jump, jump back a little bit, I think uh, you, you've you just mentioned, you know, um, I think I was on commentary. Commentary where... I was saying it was a good time to press the reset button. You know, we had gone a few games without a win. Uh, little did I know what was coming in the next week or so. And I think... Um, you know, as it played out, I think uh, I and everyone connected to QPR. Uh, let's not beat it around the bush. I think we're disappointed with losing Beale, Uh and the manner that which it sort of played out. But um, he made his decision; he's gone. And as a football club, we, we we move on, which we which we have done, and we'll come to that in a little bit. But uh, but yeah, going into the World Cup, you know, I probably like every fan. I love the World Cup. You know, throws up great memories for me as a kid. Yeah, Yeah you know, seeing the likes of Johan Cruyff and Maradona and players of that ilk, you know, uh, really whetted the appetite for me as a young boy growing up in Newcastle, or just outside of Newcastle, to, 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 to play the game and, you know, try and get somewhere close to uh, emulating those great guys, you know, so I always look forward to the World Cup, you know, comes around every so often, every four years. Um, that was loads of talk about this one before it started, and you know. But once the talking stopped and the the tournament got going, I think it was. Uh, I think it was excellent. And of course, we
0: had our our two R's, We said out there, didn't we? We have Ilias chair with Morocco, who went on to have the best ever finish for an African side. It, disappointingly, from our perspective, Ilias didn't really feature that much, but an amazing achievement, a thing to be part of for him, isn't it? Well,
1: first of all, uh, I think anyone connected with QPR, we're really proud of Seni uh, and really proud of Ilias. you know, to 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 get selected and to represent your country as a as a, as a brilliant achievement. You know, I was fortunate to do it for mine, but, you know, to, to represent your country and go to the, a World Cup, you know, that's football on the biggest stage of the lot. So we're really, really proud of them uh, for doing that you know senny part of a a really emerging african side who are probably going to get better and better so he's he's he, he's a big part of that isn't it it's
0: frustrating jump across
1: you for senny that he's behind mendy who's arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world isn't he? it'll be frustrating for <laughs> senny but he's just got to keep progressing and working hard and you know i believe his chance will for them his chance will come and when he gets it he needs to be ready and he needs to take it um you know it's no shame to be behind the keeper that's keeping him out as such but uh Seni in the next year, two years three years four years has got to show that he's the better of the two and force his way in you know so uh, so yeah so he was he was he was part of that Um fantastic but then we come to to Ilias and the Morocco story that was probably the story before the final <laughs> that was probably the story of the World Cup you know what a what a journey! no one saw that well i I certainly when we were doing our previews, you know we, ne- we never talked about Morocco progressing that was there's always the possibility because um, if you look around the squad, you know they play all over at top clubs um, but you know for them to do what they did was was quite incredible, you know for them to beat Belgium, to beat Spain or be on penalties to beat Portugal, you know they're three. Well, I had the—I think I listed eight eight teams prior to the tournament who could win it because I, I really felt the tournament was wide open. Um, so, f- for for Morocco to beat three of strongly fancied teams um, was an incredible achievement. I think the way they played the game—you know—very tight at the back. They weren't defensive; they sat deep, but they defended really, really well. They put bodies on the line, but when they got the ball, they broke. Uh, they committed bodies forward. They played with pace. Um, it was just wonderful to see the support they had at the venue was was amazing. Um, and Ilias was part of that, you know. Yeah, he he would have been disappointed, frustrated, all of those that he, he didn't get more minutes. But he was part of an incredible story and an part of an incredible journey. And it was great for us and for Ilias in particular that he that he did manage to play some minutes, albeit in the the third v fourth playoffs game. So. Uh, a great experience for them both, but Ilias, part of an unbelievable story. How do you reckon that will benefit us when they come back? Well, hopefully in a really positive way. You know, they'll, they'll have been away, they'll have been um, uh, mixing with players who play, all due respect, at a, at a, at a higher level. Um, you know, they'll have been around that, they'll see... Um, how those players perform day in, day out. They've they've almost lived together for a month or, or so, you know. So um, that'll stand them in a good stead and hopefully they'll come back here really positive of what they've gone through and a real point of proof because um, they'll want more of that. You know, any player who's gone through that, they'll that's what you play for. That's what you play for. So, uh, And the only way they get that opportunity, again, is to be performing and to be performing at a higher level. So, uh, so yeah, uh, let's hope we do get the benefits. They're two big players for us. You know, we're in a great position going into second half of the season. And those two lads will play, have done already, and will play a massive part in where we end up at the end of the season.
0: Closer it to home. It was disappointing in the end for England, wasn't it? Frustrating, disappointing, whatever word you want to describe it as.
1: All of that, Simon, really. You know, um, I'm, I'm a huge England fan. Um, and I look at our squad this year and I'm thinking, you know what, I don't see too many better squads than us. You know, if you look at our bench, the depth we've got is probably as. Which we saw in the early yeah, games, didn't we? Which is probably the best. Um, so, you know, I, I always. I'm not going to say I always knew, but I always thought someone would have had to drastically go wrong for us to knock it out of the group. and uh, We did that quite easily, albeit, I thought, against the USA. We were... <laughs> USA played really, really well and won the better side. Um, the other two games, I think, were quite comfortable. Um, so to get out of the group, then I sort of mapped it out, you know, and I expected us to meet Sen-y, uh, Sen-y, uh, Senegal. Uh, so uh, And I knew that would be a tough game but always expected us to come through that. And we did that, again, relatively comfortably, albeit after a not so great first half hour or so. But um, I think the game ran out very comfortable. Then you're going into the last eight and again, plotting the chart pathway, you're thinking, you know what, we could meet France in the semi quarter-final. And I always thought that was going to be difficult because uh, France reigning champions, great players throughout the team. World superstar in the ranks uh, in Mbappe. Always thought that was going to be a difficult one, and um, it wouldn't have been as well. I, I said to many people beforehand, you know, I fully expect us to get to the quarterfinals, but then it could get difficult and it could get tricky. Um, and it did, but looking back on the game, oh, what did you say? Frustration. <laughs> Disappointment, <laughs> annoyance, all of that, because again, we've we've lost the game. Uh, but i i I think we've I think we missed the trick as a as a country, and I think for me, that's three tournaments in a row now. That I think we probably we've done well. Don't get me wrong, we've done well. We've progressed. There's there's some brilliant players in the setup, young players on the world stage now developing. We're only going to be better. But I go back to four years ago when we we scored early against Croatia. And probably had them, but uh, got beat. And you're looking at the Euros a couple of years ago uh, in your own backyard at Wembley, um, early again against Italy, and you just think, "Come on, this is this is this is our chance." That one came and went, and this one, albeit against a very good side in France, I thought we were the better team on the day, but better teams win you, win you nothing. I remember watching it with my son and saying. A season or so ago, we used to leave QPR games and people used to say, oh, you've got a great team, good team. But they're taking three points off us and I I just felt a real disappointment with us going out in the way we did. You spoke to me after that France game how you should never
0: take two penalties in a game. (laughs) Kylian (laughs) Mbappe. Freaking nature, clearly.
1: It was just, you know... uh, Listen. Uh, everyone was talking about why you don't win, and there's all sorts of things. You know, if you mark better in the box from Griezmann's brilliant cross, Giroud doesn't score. If Harry sticks his penalty six inches lower, uh, would we have won? It's all hypothetical. So, uh, there's no no blame towards for me. No no blame towards anyone missing a penalty. You know, if we had one, the next day, I think Harry Kane would. Would go up and would go up and take him, and you and you would back him. All I was saying, is, I played for a manager years ago, that he he wouldn't allow took penalties, so he wouldn't allow me to take two in one game. But as I say, that's that was that was just one manager telling me, so no no problems with Harry. You know all this side stories about he's taking against Larice, who knows him inside out. Well. Didn't affect his first one, did it? So once you get the second one, probably a little bit more thought goes into it. You know, do I go the same way? Do I go high? Do I go low? Do I, do I change? Then the goalkeeper's thinking exactly the same, you know. So it just becomes a battle of wits, but unfortunately got it wrong. Um, and that was probably the the defining moment of that game. And who knows? What would have been if if if, if that had gone in? But that's that's the great thing about football at any level, you know. Uh, the small margins, there's defining moments in each game, and if you tip them all in your balance, you'll 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 go far. If we
0: skip ahead a couple of rounds, we're at the final. <laughs> what a final! Wow. For the neutral, just to sit there and take it all in was just unbelievable.
1: Wasn't it? Wow! What a game. Well, you know uh, jumping back um, in one of my. Eight, I put England in, but also said, you know, could this be Lionel Messi's yeah. tournament where he, he signs out with a real bang, if you like, to, to show that he is arguably the greatest player that's ever played. Uh, people always say, well, if he doesn't win the World Cup, how can he be? Well, he, you know, he, he, he's done that now, but I think the game itself was billed as... Messi v Mbappe, you know, two world superstars, one who's done it for 15, 16, 17 years, one who's done it for four, but is going to do it for 15, 16 years unless he gets a a, a bad injury. Um, and you're left wondering sometimes, you build these games up, Simon, you'll have seen it all the time. You build these big games up, and sometimes the biggest games fail to produce them, and they, you get disappointed by them. So you're looking at this game, two heavyweights of world football. Two great teams, two great nations in terms of a of, 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 uh, of football steeped in history. And you just think, you know, are they going to live up to what everyone hopes this is going to live up to? Is the big players, are the greatest players on the biggest stage of all? Are they going to produce? Well, the answer to both those questions was yes. And uh, yes, it was, it was just a brilliant final. That extra time period was a bit like a basketball game, wasn't it? End to end. I think yeah, I think watching the game, you were, well as a neutral, which is sometimes quite nice. Um, uh, it had everything, you know, for the first 65 65-70 minutes. It was so one-sided. I think Argentina 2 the up, really in cruise control, really. But the game flipped in two minutes, you know. Mbappe gets his penalty, tucks that away. Then a brilliant finish for for the second goal, puts it all level. Pegging, um, you think who's going to win it? goes to extra time you know end to end it was like a basketball game chances half chances drama Messi who else looks to have won it for Argentina you know was the script written at that point um, then you go into the last couple of minutes and France getting that penalty Mbappe steps forward you know what's going through his mind I looked at the close up on the on the camera it looked like he was the coolest guy in the stadium it was just like he was going to take a penalty in the playground uh, three-three. What an achievement for him to score hat trick in the World Cup final. Then you think two, three minutes to go. This, this is going to penalties. But right at the death, France have a great chance to to win it. And you know the, the Argentine goalkeeper makes a makes a save, and and you just the final whistle goes, and <laughs> I sort of just sank back and go. Oh, you know what? What? What have I just seen here? But in the next fifteen, twenty minutes, someone's got to win this, and someone's got to. To lose this, you know, um, is it is it the right way to <coughs> uh, decide a game of such importance and magnitude? Who knows? But that's the rule, so it goes that way. It makes a great viewing, great drama. I say great viewing if it's not your country, <laughs> and you're not in that uh, in that setup where you 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 you're in that squad, you're in that management team, etc. etc. Because I can only I've taken penalties. I've taken penalties in league games, but taking penalties at that stage on that scale. Wow, the pressure must be. But if you look at some of the penalties taken, it's if they're like just yeah. <laughs> playing them with the mates. But yeah, um Argentina hold a nerve. Um you know, <laughs> again, credit to Mbappe, the he kids are gonna be an absolute superstar. To score three Convert your own penalty and still be on the losing side. Will that ever? Will that ever be done again? <clears throat> I don't think so. Uh, so that'll be history. Uh, but probably, <clears throat> excuse me, fitting that for me the greatest player of certainly the modern era, maybe the the greatest player ever to play the game. Holds his nerve in the penalty shootout, but also leads his country and holds the trophy. All off. so uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant watch. Absolutely fantastic game. As we
0: while this is all going on in Qatar, obviously Championship has returned a lot earlier than the Premier League with them coming back on Boxing Day. We came back a couple of weeks ago. But a lot's happened here in yep. W twelve, hasn't it? Of course, the arrival of Neil Critchley, who may be a little bit unknown to many people. We of course played Blackpool last season, home and away, and it was a tough game, wasn't it, both of them? But tell us more about <coughs> Neil
1: well Neil has as, as i said uh ten minutes ago or so at the start you know everyone was disappointed to to lose the previous head coach, but he'd made his decision he's gone we moved on uh, The club went through their process again um and Neil was the one that's been chosen neil brilliant record of you know in 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 coaching at various levels that he's operated within the game got a history of you know working at Younger levels, improving young players, but then went in the management on his own accord at Blackpool, and you're quite right, Simon. Up there, he did brilliant. I think he got them promoted, um, probably against the odds, from League One. And then he established them the season after in the in the Championship. I remember being up there, one-one. Um, Chris willocks scored an unbelievable goal uh, on the day, um, but I was really impressed with the way Blackpool played, the energy, the front foot, the um, the way they got after us as such, and the atmosphere that had been created by the success that he had had in a short spirit, uh, space of time within that stadium. So, uh, so yeah, we welcome Neil and his coaches Ian and Mike uh, to the club. You know, we wish them all the very, very best, um, and let's hope they can take the club forward and build on. Let's face it, the the really good work that's been done here over the last three years or so, where we. On the pitch, we've moved forward as a club. We've we've, we've moved forward. Now Neil's been in charge. We're taking that that next step. So we wish him all the best. Of course, before his arrival, we had we played
0: Livingston here in that friendly, and then we also played Burnley in the first game back, which we always knew was going to be a difficult game. But it was nice to see Paul Hall, Andy MP, and Paul Furlong in the dugout for
1: that, wasn't it? Yeah, as I say, whenever there's change at a football club in in terms of the manager or the head coach, it, it throws up a little bit of. Um, and certainly for everyone uh, certainly the players um, while uh, while uh, while the the guys at the club are doing their bit and working extremely hard to get what they believe is the right man in place there's there's still work to be done and paul Paul Hall imps and furs they they picked up the baton uh, during that time you know and credit to them for that uh, difficult circumstances uh, carried on with the way we were training um were really positive going into the uh, the Burnley game. Um, Burnley, for me, showed on the day why they're top of the league. I think they've got a bit of everything, um, and they probably have they surprised me or other people. They weren't really because they lost Sean Dyche at the end of the season. No one knew what they were going to get. They 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 appointed Vincent Company. He's brought a new brand and a new way of playing. And I think that took a, a little bit of time to settle in, but you know. Is it that
0: that surprised people? Is their style of play now compared to what you'd expect? from
1: Well, it's almost been a, a complete reverse, hasn't it? Uh, you know, you're a part of the club and you're a fan, and you'll have, you'll you'll have seen that. Um, and they started a little bit slowly, but you know, up till now they've lost one in twenty odd games. Um, and the way they played, they looked solid at the back, the midfield. I thought they dictated against us, and they have got people in their side who'll score goals albeit on the day, a free kick edge of the box. I don't think it was a free kick, but still got a defender, but he whips it with his left foot, corner. They go 2-0 up. Uh, We make a mistake for 3-0, and they probably ran out a comprehensive um, victory for them. But again, for me, they showed their... I don't think they're... I think we've looked at the... Championship in previous seasons And there's some, been some really Outstanding sides That you think straight away I think Burnley now are Putting themselves in a position Where they look like Everyone thinks they're They're going to have to fall off a cliff uh, If they're not going to get promoted So uh, so credit to them Credit their players on the day uh, They were the better side But um, Yeah, it was a disappointing afternoon It was quite a strange atmosphere You, you, you know, you'll have felt it as well It was It was the first game back You're playing the the league leaders, it was I thought it was a little bit flat, whether that was the day after England being dumped out of the World Cup, whether that was an early kickoff, whether that was everyone just waiting for the club to do what they were gonna do. It just felt a little bit of a strange. And we check in the cold weather as well. And I'm it was absolute, sure that played <laughs> it, it was absolutely boltic, yeah. But um, but yeah, um, but that was then a disappointing result. But straight away, I think, the very next day, we, we, we announced what we were doing as a club and uh, then everyone gets clarity and, uh, uh, and can move forward.
0: We had a week then to look ahead, build towards our trip to Preston. We don't have a great record at Deepdale. Two wins from the last 40-odd years, going back to the 80s. Wow. What a win,
1: in the end. Well, it was what a win. Uh, we... we, we... You know, we play on a Sunday against Burnley. Neil comes in with his staff um, on the Monday. Uh, the temperatures and the weather that week were yeah. pretty awful. So um, um, I'm not giving too much away, but I don't think the way will get as much done as they would have probably wanted to. But again, that's that's credit to to Neil in particular for coming in, putting his authority on the group in that three four days that they had together. And I thought we went to Preston, you've already mentioned, um tough place to, tough place to go for us. Informed team had just beat Blackburn 4-1 um, the week before. And so you know you know it's gonna be a tough game. But I thought the performance we put in was I would I would I would say excellent. You know, um a couple of little tweaks uh, from Neil but not drastic tweaks. And I said on commentary, I think Nick Nick London asked me. Um, you know what will, I said, I don't think it'll change much because I don't think there's much need changing but we need to tweak a couple of bits and bobs we need to get more from certain players we need to defend situations a little bit better we need to be a little bit more pragmatic and I think in that one game alone I think we showed all of that to, to go there I thought we were the dominant team in the first half they didn't really cause us too many problems you know, we had some really promising attacks Tim hits the post from the goalkeepers beat inside of the post Uh, so you go in a half time and you're feeling you know a little bit uneasy because you've been on top but you haven't got the advantage and you're just wondering are Preston going to come out a little bit a lot better Um, but you know we 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 came out again and we we have um, imposed ourselves on them get the goal from uh, a set play Which is always nice Nice when they go for you You hate it When it goes against you But again Listening to Neil Something that I've worked on On the training ground And set plays Are a huge part of the game You know um, and Jimmy Dunn said afterwards What an amazing finish It was from him. <laughs> <laughs> well Jimmy If you listen to this uh, I'll t- I'll take another Five, six, seven Ten of those uh, From now to the end Of the season Just has to cross the line But uh, no A, a well worked corner Then we You're expecting Preston to chuck everything out here, you. They came a bit stronger. Senny makes a great save uh, to, to keep us 1-0 ahead. And it was just a fantastic victory for a number of reasons. Fantastic victory for our fans who travelled away. A fantastic victory for Neil and his staff on his first game, having just been in charge. But a fantastic victory for everyone because it ended, a, let's face it, a, a, a pretty poor run that we had been on. So, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. And
0: a huge shout-out for the fans that went up there. the Four or five hundred that made the trip because, of course, we had the rail strikes and they made that journey up and the weather as well. Just week before Christmas, Yeah. full credit to
1: everyone that when that made that journey. Yeah, uh, you, you, you make a great point, and yeah, I echo that. You know, fantastic. Um, again, a, free, a freezing cold day, travel disruptions, so to go in there up there in their numbers with the run that we're on, Christmas just round the corner. Uh, but, but our our support from our fans over the last year or so home and away has been nothing short of magnificent you know they've travelled in their numbers never take your support for granted uh, so they've been brilliant and just like I use this channel of just saying on oh, this platform of just saying you know, thanks for that support and don't underestimate how how much it is appreciated and what a difference it can make to the team
0: and also on a lighter note it was our first victory in the the Awake It this season finally that duck has been broken
1: and the monkey is off our back, shall we say. Yeah, always always nice. Always <laughs> nice. Whatever. You, know, people, you know how
0: superstitious I am since.
1: Know, people <laughs> will always throw these sort of things up. Uh, so, yeah, if that's the case, brilliant. Um, but any victory, any victory away from home in a championship, you have to earn, you have to work so hard for. We did that. And I think that will give certainly the players and the squad Lots and lots of confidence going into a, another busy period. You know, Christmas period can normally, I wouldn't say define seasons, but you know, with the games coming thick and fast, and because of the break, they're all crammed in a little bit more. So, uh, so yeah, no easy games, but that'll give everyone a lift. We've now got to go and back it up. You briefly mentioned
0: it. What did you see different from KPL from what you've seen in previous weeks?
1: Uh, I think we went. Um, just with my eyes and I, I trust my own eyes I think at times we went a little bit longer and I've got absolutely no problem with that so when I talk about being pragmatic there's a time where you play your way out of trouble and there's a time where you just put your foot through it and there's a time where you go up to Lyndon or a a, a number nine and you play off that and you get up the pitch I thought um, Chris and Albert played a little bit wider than what we've normally seen the two in behind but normally it's Ilias and Chris um, but yeah, just little things. We 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 threatened him behind, um, and what I liked, you know, clean sheet, you know, clean sheets will win you games. You know, we over recent seasons, we were, I believe we haven't kept enough. But you looked at the likes of Jimmy and Jake, uh, Ethan and Kenneth and Senny, They were celebrating blocks like they had scored a goal you know and that's what they're in the team for that's what their job is Yet yeah, Jimmy goes and gets the winner and there's bits to add on but ultimately they will be judged on uh, defensively so that was really pleasing um, middle of the park we kept a similar sort of shape so that's what I was saying there's there's not too much to to alter to change just little tweaks and Neil will probably go little tweaks from game to game Not he's subtle sometimes but I think um, horses for courses as they say but uh, now a really, a really brilliant start for, for Neil and the lads. And as I say, we've got to go and back that up now. And that starts
0: with our busy Christmas schedule, which is the traditional games. We have Cardiff away, Luton at home, Sheffield United at home. Hectic, as always, they come thick and fast. But they're, they're just three games that if we got a good points return. We could be right in amongst it. We? Well, that's the key. You know, we're,
1: we're in a, I believe we're in a really good position. And that's after a poor run. Um, you know, so but that's the nature of the championship. I think there's so many teams bunched together where five, six points separates ten, twelve teams, you know, it's ridiculous. So if you have another bad few weeks it could really cost you. If you have a good week or a good couple of weeks and you and you put some results together that can really cement where you wanna be. And so we're in a really good place and that's credit to to everyone, but certainly the players. Players deserve a lot of credit for that will be bumps in the road. Hopefully we've had our bad run and we can kick on. Uh, Cardiff away, always a tough game. You know, what is it, 5.15 boxing day. Um, you know, so we'll go down there, but we'll go back. We'll go down there on the back of a good win and a, a good few days on the training ground with with Neil. Um, and he got Luton in between. I thought Luton deservedly beat us um, in October. Um it was a 3-1. They've got a new manager, head coach, in, in charge. Um, so that's always a tough game. And Sheffield United on the second. Um, I thought Sheffield United were excellent for f- certainly the first 40 minutes up at Bramall Lane. I know we beat them. before for 40 minutes, they showed what a good side they are. And I mentioned Burnley at the halfway stage. I think the top two are the best two teams I've seen are sitting in the best two positions. Everyone can beat each other in this league, as we've seen. It's just who puts a level of consistency into their performances. And with your performances, you usually, unless you're unlucky, if you get your performance right, usually you get your results. So uh, just about consistency. But we're in a great position, ready to kick on. Christmas in the Sinton household. Looking forward to it? Can't wait. Um, uh, I love Christmas. I'm like a big kid at Christmas, you know. Um, I love to see people i think it brings a certain amount of smiles and joy to everyone and let's face it everyone's had a tough a a really tough difficult horrible couple of years you know with everything that's going on so let's let's not underestimate that but i think christmas can bring some some joy and some hope for everyone Uh, it's a wonderful time of year christmas in my household, big build-up um going to my sons one of my sons for for Christmas Day, so getting waited on on Christmas Day, and um, then well, my, my wife's family descend on the household for the next two or three days, where um, where there's lots of entertaining. Fortunately, I'm down in Cardiff on <laughs> Boxing, <laughs> so I can get out of that. But uh, now it's uh, it's fantastic, special time certainly for certainly for families to come together, certainly for youngsters, you know. But uh, it's just tinged with a little bit with what's in the background, with everything that's going on, whether that's abroad or, or here, etc, etc. But wonderful time of year and I wish everyone a, a very happy Merry Christmas and cherish it with your loved ones.
0: As a footballer, how how is Christmas? Obviously uh, it's obviously
1: people say you're yeah, a very privileged position. Yeah, no, and we are, uh, and they are, but certainly I, I always used to say that at the time. You know, that's the job I chose to do and love to do and fortunately it was good enough to do and I felt privileged so there is sacrifices Christmas is a time where uh, you have to make sacrifices you know with terms of uh, I presume and I would have thought the lads would be training Christmas day uh, before traveling so there's there's that part of it where you're away from your uh, your families but you know if that's the small price to pay for what you do well, so be it but it is it's a tough time of year because the games come thick and fast there's travelling there's um, there's hardly any recovery so that's when the squad comes in uh, and as I say those those games that are crammed together in a short space of time they can I wouldn't say make or break you but they can certainly have a bearing on what's going to happen at the end of the season so um, so yeah Christmas not there um uh, not the best times in terms of for footballers and their family, but a great time for the job that they chose to do and um, are well rewarded for. So, yeah, look forward to it.
0: And off the field, the the majority of the R squad were split. They had an annual visit to Jack, <clears throat> Jack Tisard, which always brings a smile onto everyone's faces. And then we also, at the same time, we went to the local food bank and donated food that a lot of the first team squad had brought themselves.
1: Just... A nice thing to do at this time of year, isn't it? It's a brilliant thing to do, Simon, and something we've done as a club for uh, many, many years now, and long may that continue. You know, the Jack Tizard School is just up the road, you know, and it's it's fantastic when you go there. It's very humbling when you go there and you just realise how lucky we are when you go in there, you know, but the staff do an unbelievable job there. The, uh, uh, the, the girls and boys who are in there get great attention and care and for us to be able to go in there and just you know give them a little bit of joy at christmas time um is wonderful for them but i think it's also wonderful for the players i think um kind of say it gives them a little bit of a reality check which they know but they want to do it they're pleased to do it they show great enthusiasm <clears throat> and as i say just a fantastic thing to do where you can bring some joy to people who are less fortunate than yourself and Brings me on To the food bank You know That's That's probably Even more Important now Than it ever has been You know With the Cost of living crisis And the difficulties Everyone's running uh, Running with At this moment in time So again Brilliant that The the first team Lads support that Um, And again Long may that continue That's
0: it For 2022 I think since So Thank you for What's been a another great year working with you on this podcast
1: and on in different venue, avenues this season so thank you and I hope you have a Merry Christmas a It's been a pleasure year. pleasure, Simon to, you know, to to do this and various other things with you and the media guys um, and various departments at the club so I wish everyone at the club a very happy Christmas and I certainly wish our fans a, a brilliant Christmas and thanks once again for your incredible support really does mean a difference keep getting behind the team keep getting behind the club and Let's hope 2023 is a really successful year for us all. So uh, come on, you ours.